0: Proud, proud, proud father uh, of a girl. I'm one of those girl dads, a believer or storyteller, obviously involved in fitness.
1: That is the right leader himself, Mr. Vernon Wright. Welcome back to the Humans of Education podcast on the Advocate in Education podcast network. We're excited to have Vernon right on the show this week. He is an inspirational, powerful leader in education and a brilliant storyteller. We're going to cover topics from storytelling to being a girl dad to his passions for life and how he's chasing excellence every single day. This is going to be an episode you're wanting to have, you're want to go You're going to want to have note-taking gear, whether that's a pen and pad or your phone. He's dropping some amazing knowledge bombs on us throughout the episode, as he calls them, hashtag the right pro tips. So get ready for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. As always, the Advocate and Education Podcast are brought to you by our Advocate, SEL, and Mental Health Check-In partner districts and schools. If you want to learn more about how We're giving students the opportunity to request help from their teachers and school counselors on a daily basis when they need it. Check out the link in the show notes, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show, Mr. Vernon Wright, the Wright leader, sir. It is awesome to have you on. Well, let me go ahead and say what an honor and a privilege it is to be with you all out there that are watching this. What a pleasure. Yeah, man, we've been connected on Instagram and Twitter. I think I originally found you through Mr. Alzheimer back in the day, yes. and it's been an honor to follow you. So it's great to connect and chat, and I, I look forward to seeing where this conversation goes. Before we get started into kind of who you are as a human, can you give me a brief background for the one or two people that don't know who you are that are listening on how you got to this podcast today? Where, where, where'd you come from? Right. Well, i tell you
0: what. I'm, I'm so honored, and in- Grateful to be here again, and thank you to not only you for having me on the show, but obviously to all of your listeners and followers. Uh, the name is Vernon Wright. Uh, if you're following me on social media or you're saying, you know, who is this guy? i never seen this guy before. <laughs> uh, the way to find me on all socials is at sign the right. And that's right with a W, which is my last name, the right leader, L-E-A-D-E-R. And uh, started out many, 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 many moons ago in this very small town, probably none of you have heard of, called Dallas, Texas. <laughs> a little facetious there. And uh, started out there as a teacher. And interestingly enough, had really no plans to be a teacher beyond maybe about the second or third year. I was transitioning from having spent some time in the corporate world and was kind of thinking about, you know, what do I want to do when I, quote unquote, grow up? Right. And... uh About year two or year three, got approached about doing some things beyond the classroom. That led to teacher leadership and uh, fast forward a little bit later down the road and uh, eventually went back to school and uh, got my master's degree in leadership from American College of Education, ace.edu, if any of you are out there and are familiar with ace, great people there. And uh, then went into campus administration, was very uh, honored to participate in that, and then fast forward a little bit down the road beyond that, get into district leadership as well in terms of district level support. And I will say this, it's really kind of interesting to share this before we get in, you know, to what we have to share today. And again, thank you all for being here. What an honor it is to be on the show. Um, But all along the way, uh, I was being approached to do, you know, back in those days, we called it professional development or PD. Of course, we call it professional learning now and uh, was approached to do that you know, at the campus level and then a little bit beyond that at the district level. And uh, it was kind of funny, I'll tell this story real quick. I remember many, many, many months ago uh, when I was first approached to do professional development, of course, that's what we called it back then. Uh, at the district level, I asked the the gentleman that was over all of it, right, for the district. I asked him, I said, well, I have one question, sir. And he said, yeah, sure, what is it, Vernon? And I said, well, um, sir, if, if I'm part of helping you out with this PD, how do I get those PD hours? And he just started laughing. He thought that was so funny. And this, is, this is where my mind was, right? This is where my mind was. Yep. And uh, he looked at me and he said, and he's such a gracious man. He has long since retired. Uh, if he's out there and he's listening, his name's Lewis Hemphill, great man. And he looked at me and he said, Vernon, you are the PD. <laughs> I said, all right, sir. He said, if you're helping out to do the PD, you get the PD hours. And I said, okay, sir. And so he was one of those early folks, um, in my career that, um, he probably saw more in me than I did at that time and being in that time and place.
1: Yeah. I think we all need those people in our life, right. That see more in us than we see. So that's a powerful story. So you, you know, you're a speaker, you're an author, author you're a consultant, you're still in educational leadership outside of education. Who is Vernon Wright? Who are you outside of education?
0: Yeah, well, you know what? So glad and so honored uh, for you to share that with me or to ask me that question and allow me to share that with your audience. So, you know, a lot of times um, folks ask that question, like, okay, well, I see Vernon Wright, like who is really Vernon Wright behind the scenes? Who is he? And uh, you can probably tell that uh, I'm kind of a jokester. I really (laughs) enjoy telling jokes from time to time. Um, Storyteller. And I will tell you that one of the things that folks that are listening uh, that I would give you uh, some advice on that I had a mentor give me when I was in graduate school is to really hone your storytelling skills. Uh, And I just appeared, of course, at this time that we're taping this uh, appeared last week. So grateful to TCEA. Uh, Of course, you guys go out there and follow TCEA to have been one of the featured speakers at their conference last week. And I was talking about being a storyteller, but uh, a father, a believer or storyteller, obviously involved in fitness. I think when I see you and Mr. Alzheimer is everybody around the world knows him as uh, I look at you guys and I'm like, you know what? Uh, I think I need to step up my game even more (laughs) fitness wise. Right. I mean, what you guys do is so awesome. And, you know, one of the things I just want to say here real quick that it's really great is not only do you all obviously do what we would call traditional weights, but uh, some of the things that you all do in terms of the plow metrics and the body weight exercises, uh, just great, great, great stuff. And so uh, involved in that as well. And then obviously a proud, proud, proud father uh, of a girl. I'm one of those girl dads. And uh, that just brings joy to my life. And then, of course, obviously, um, something that's interesting, some people may or may not necessarily know, uh, my undergraduate college, not my graduate, my graduate was ace. My undergraduate college um, has a football team. And uh, now for about two years, uh, I've been working as part of their mentor group. And so we take those college level football players and We help to mentor them and not just tell them about football, but really mentor them about life. And so my undergraduate university, I'll throw a shout out to them, Texas Wesleyan University in Fort Worth, Texas. Good folks out there. Go Rams, Rams up and uh, good, good,
1: good stuff. So yeah, that's just a little bit about me. Yeah, I love it. And I love the part about you going back to your undergrad to mentor. I'm passionate about mentorship. I had some great mentors when I was in the middle school level, the high school level, and then college level through the through the military. And even today, uh, I still try to seek out mentorship, whether it's online or reading books um, or actually in person. Um, you know, what's, what's one of those lessons that you've really found the last two years that you continue to go back to that you're sharing with those young men or women that you're working with? Yeah, you know, I'll kind of give folks a little
0: bit of a teaser in terms of uh, one of the things that I spoke about last week at TCEA. As one of their featured featured speakers, and just want to tell the folks that may be watching us from TCEA, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for the opportunity to share. But but I share with folks, and let me say this before I go any further: anyone that is a follower of this podcast, you know that you do not come into this podcast space without something to take notes with. <laughs> and if you are a follower of mine and you've seen me on different podcasts before, that I've been just so grateful, and I am so grateful uh to have been on before you know that once we kind of get into the podcast every once in a while i drop some pro tips so i think i have a feeling that some pro tips might get dropped about right now uh, here <laughs> now we go. of course if you're uh operating as I, if you as you have heard me say before maybe on previous podcasts if you're operating heavy machinery or driving please don't try to take notes <laughs> please do that <laughs> later on when you're stationary and you're not doing anything like that. And you're at home and you can do that. But if you are in a spot where you want to take notes, um, do that, get yourself ready right now because I'm getting ready to drop something on you that is a hashtag the right pro tips, right? And so I wanna share this with with your folks that are watching. Um, one of the things, obviously you heard me talk about the Texas-Westland football team and kind of recruiting and doing all of that. And of course, at the time of this taping, Uh, not that long ago was national signing day uh, for high school athletes. Those out there that might be kind of in that athletic realm and either with their own kids or maybe with others that they know that have gone through that process. And so previous to that, um, you know, different weekends and different weeks we would bring in prospects. And so one of the things that we would do as a mentor group is we would actually speak to the parents, the families, and the athletes Um, that we're doing the campus tours right from one campus to another you're trying to figure all of this out right you know which campus which college do not only do i want to continue my athletic career at but do i want to continue my academic career at and really set the springboard for life so one of the things i share with them simply is this and again if you're ready great if you're not ready like get ready ASAP. <laughs> okay. And I, share with, and I share with them three numbers, right? In this order, three numbers, one, one, three, and two. Okay. Let me say that one more time because repetition is our friend. One, three, and two. And so when I share about them with one, three, and two, and again, I shared this last week um, with a great, 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 phenomenal, fabulous folks at TCEA, One for me stands for the power, the power of one, the power of one connection. You might connect with one person and it changed your trajectory for life. But also I want to say this, and someone that is here in this space listening to this, this is probably going to be your confirmation for whatever your situation is. And you and I may not have even ever met whoever it is that uh, is listening to this, whomever it is that's listening. And that's this, the power of one quality decision. One quality decision. So that's the number one. So then we go to the number three. And I've had people ask me, well, you know, Vernon, why, did, why is it one, three, two, and not one, two, three? Well, you will see shortly, right? Uh, it is not what we would say would typically be sequential, right? But it is in an order. And so three stands for the three levels. And simply the three levels are, the, are this, interested. And we're all interested in different things, right? You might have heard someone say, well, you know what? I'm interested in that, right? right? But then there's another level. And the next level is committed. And when we went through that whole recruiting process with those athletes and their families and talking to them about you know, the football program and college life and just all that it was, right? We were really seeking for them to say when it came to National Signing Day, I'm committed. But then there's a third level. And people ask me, well, Vernon, there, there's a level beyond committed? What in the world could be the level beyond committed, right? And I share this, beast mode committed. And so when you're committed, but you go beast mode committed. Now, if you're a little seasoned out there and you're not quite familiar with the term beast mode, just uh, ask some of the younger folk and they can go ahead and explain to you what, what beast mode <laughs> means. But really not to just, be beast mode committed to your team, to your colleagues, to your peers, to your friends, to your family. And, and this is key. Another great place to take notes, but to become and to be, to live out being beast mode committed to yourself. So that's three. We went with power of one, three, three levels. Now we come down to two and simply it's two words. And, you know, I will tell you that again, so grateful and so humbled and so honored to be here on your show with your followers and to share this with them. I've been in a lot of different places and talked to a lot of different people over the years in my life. And I've heard a lot of people say, well, you know, Vernon asked me, Vernon, how do I approach someone if, if you know, I see someone and maybe they're they're not at their best and how do I help them? And, or I've even had this asked of me a lot even when people are dealing with their own situations. Well Vernon, what do I do? How do I how do I get myself out of a rut? What can I say to myself on the spot? And I'm getting ready to give you that tip here in just a second, but I must give you the two words that really fuel or propel that tip. And simply those two words are this: chase excellence. That's it. Chase excellence. And so if you find that maybe your friends are, are, are maybe not at their best and maybe they need a little motivation, you can, you can simply ask the question and include yourself in the question. So it's not a question directed at someone. This is, of course, not a session on questioning. You know, I do work on that. But to really just say we and to ask this question, are we, you and me, are we chasing excellence? Am I chasing excellence? Excellence, and that really, uh, for those that are neuroscientists out there, I don't pretend to be one. Uh, (laughs) Didn't stay at Holiday Inn last night. Some, some of you will get to joke on that one. But um, when we ask questions like that, those questions prompt the executive functioning part of our brain to kick into action. So again, one, three, and two—the power of one, one quality decision, one connection, three, three levels,
1: and two. Two words chase excellence I love that and you know there's so many different aspects of that that students especially at the college level such a formative time in their life that they can pull from even if they just get the one or they get the committed piece they're headed in the right direction but then when we can get them all of that it's such a deeper level how are you personally Chasing excellence right now. Obviously, you're doing amazing work in education. Where do you see you're challenging yourself? Taking some spinning it around making you take your own your own advice here and questioning. How Absolutely, are How it. are we and you? Chasing excellence right now to push it to the next level? Well, I'm going to go ahead and answer your question with a pro tip of mine
0: (laughs) okay? (laughs) and show you how I'm implementing my own pro tip. Right Uh, Now, I will say this last week, again, uh, speaking with TCEA, one of the graphics that I showed them, and this is from an entity on Instagram or IG, as the young folks call it, called Founder, F-O-U-N-D-R. And you might say, well, Vernon, Founder is D-E-R, spelled D-E-R. Well, they intentionally left out the E. So F-O-U-N-D-R. Yep. And uh, they have a gra- had a graphic that I was sharing with folks last week. And simply it says this, and I'm going to paraphrase a little because I might not get it verbatim. But it basically says this, eagles don't take flight lessons from chickens. Let me say that again. Eagles don't t- take flight lessons from chickens. And so when we start thinking about, wow, I want to go to a higher level, Vern. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do that. One of the things that I have looked at over the years and have focused on intensely, and I'm going to tell you, folks, if you don't take notes on anything else, which you should be, but if you don't, this is a great thing to take notes on. Simply, I focused on three words, connect, impact, and scale. Let me say that one more time because repetition is our friend. Connect, impact, scale. So connect, making authentic connections and really just asking myself, you know what, Vernon, are you being authentic? Whatever space you're in, professionally or personally, are you being authentic? Because you know what? I've never really met anyone that said, you know what, Vernon, I just really enjoy being around people that are not authentic. Some people would say in slang, uh, vernacular, uh, fake, right? right? And so really being authentic. But in order for me to be authentic and to make authentic connections, I have to know who Vernon Wright is which means I have to do introspection. So I've got to look in the mirror from time to time, right? Mm -hmm. And then impact. And people have asked me, we know Vernon, impact seems a little nebulous or vague. Like, what do you mean by impact? And I simply say this, my working definition, just the way I do it, right? Just for me, not saying it works for everyone. I simply say this, if I'm making an impact, I've added value. And if I've added value, I've made an impact. Simply, that's it. And so then when we look at connecting impact and value, both of those words together, the value word is so uh, descriptive, much more descriptive for me than the word impact is. And so adding value can be simply something as small as walking up to someone and saying, you know what, I want you to have a great day today. I said this, I'm going to share this with you all here, another great place to take notes. Someone shared with me recently uh, a great success that they had, and this is what I said for them. I said, I am so excited for you. I'm cheering for you. That's adding value. And the person said, wow, I appreciate that so much. So connect, impact. And then the last one is scale. And that's one of the things that that I am just so honored and so proud Um Uh, to and so humbled, so very, very, very humbled uh, to have been able to live out even now and then obviously beyond into the future in 2022 and beyond. And that is simply to reach as many people as possible so that we can add value. But we can't add value or make an impact unless we make an authentic connection so i want to say this here real quick folks notice what i did there right so i gave you the three words connect impact scale we went from connect to impact to scale and then we went backwards scale impact connect and so for me and again again folks that uh were have been in my sessions before where i've shared that uh you know that i started out with 15 followers And in some of the sessions and some of the events and conferences that I've spoken at before, I've actually shown the screenshot of where I had 15 followers, folks. And uh, people are amazed at that, (laughs) right? And uh, But that's where I started at, 15 followers. And I think now I'm I'm like over 9,000. So, uh, you know, obviously into the future, we'd like to go ahead and go beyond 10,000 and then go beyond that and beyond that and beyond that. But at the core of it all, is this what is my calling what am i called to do here on this earth and how can i reach as many people through that calling so i can add value to their lives and the late great zig ziglar said this and i'm going to paraphrase a little bit i might not get it verbatim but he said you can have everything you want in life if you just help enough other people get what what they they want want in life
1: 100 and I, i i really appreciate the you know how you elaborate on all three connect impact and scale and you go back right the scale impact connect i think people get lost because everyone wants more followers everyone wants to impact more people everyone wants to have you know those connections but they forget the little things that you explained with regards to how to make that impact and it's going out of your way to say i hope you have a great day it's going your, out of out of your way with a student to say, "Hey, I am cheering for you." It may not be this big victory. It may not be the football star, or this 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 student who is just like above and beyond everyone else. But you can make that impact by just saying a few words to that student, to that coworker as a leader, to that educator who we all know need those words of affirmation so much right now. Cool. And like doing those little things, and when you do that, that compounding interest is when you get to that larger impact and now we're able to scale. But if you skip you know, step one, you can never get to a future step. And we're gonna continue with these pro tips. I knew they were coming. <laughs> so I did some research on some pro tips and looked at uh, your presentation, some of the posts that were coming out last week. And you know, I can only imagine the whole conference was amazing. So shout out to them for having you. But the quote on the slide was don't deliver a product deliver an experience. And then further, the additional quote was great brands, great events, and great people leave you with memorable experiences. These those experiences shape our lives. And I have a two-part question. Part one, can you share an experience in education, whether it's as a student or now as a professional educator, that shaped your life? It was an experience that you had that just all of a sudden, the lights came on, or you made a shift. Share one of those experiences with us. Yeah,
0: you know, and this is a story that I told, uh, and I'm going to warn folks before I tell this story, right? Because I've <laughs> told this story for years. If you are a, are a person that's a little prone to being a little little overcome with emotion, you might want to prepare yourself, or brace yourself, <laughs> or get some tissues, or what have you. But uh, many, many, many moons ago. Uh, I worked in a very impoverished neighborhood, very impoverished. Um, I mean, I'm talking about very impoverished. And um, there was a young man. This was at the middle school level in those days. And there was a young man. And, you know, I I just I, I really was trying to to really rack my brain to understand why is this young man just I mean, this despite so many repeated attempts by staff and myself included. Uh, to really help this young man and meet him where he, where he was at, you know, he just seems to, in, some, in some ways, it almost seems like he is absolutely determined to do the opposite. Right. <laughs> and uh, so one day I remember him walking up to me and he said, Mr. Wright, he said, um, I just wanted to say bye to you. Uh, I'm going to leave. And uh, I thought to myself, you know, well, you leaving, leaving to go where? Like, are you are you in, in school suspension, or are you sick, or is there like has something happened that I don't know about? Like, what's happened, right? And he looked at me and he said, "Mr. Wright, my family is moving, and we're going to a different town, a different city." And I said, "Okay." And um, he looked at me and he gave me a piece of paper that was folded up, and he said, "I want to give this to you, Mr. Wright." He said, "But you have to make me a promise." And I was like, well, "Okay, well, what's the promise?" And he said, "You have to promise me." that you don't read this note until you get to your car after school. Okay. I think I can do that. Right (laughs) now, the whole time that I'm now the whole time, folks in real time that this is happening, I'm thinking to myself and I'm wondering what in the world is in this note? Because he and I, at the time we were really not on each other's, um, uh, most fave BFF list. (laughs) Okay. And so, uh, of course, fast forward through the day, school day is over. I go out to the faculty parking lot. I'm sitting in my car, having the note in my hand. And, uh, at the time in those days, my commute home was roughly about 30 to 45 minutes one way. And so I was sitting there thinking, well, you know, in this 30 to 45 minutes, um, you know, maybe I'll just wait until I get home and read the note when I get home. But if I do that, I might just be upset (laughs) The whole evening. Uh, and then I said, but you know what, here's the flip side of it. If I read the note now and understanding, you know, kind of what the history had been between he and I, uh, that'll give me 30 to 45 minutes to really just kind of decompress. So when I get home, I'm not as upset. Right. And I said, well, let me just go ahead and do it now. Just get it over with. How many of you know that sometimes the, the, the best thing to do Uh, If you're suffering from any kind of anxiety or any nervousness or anything like that is just immediately take action. So I opened up the piece of paper. And so he had mentioned some things about, you know, where, where he had, uh, he had sought to do the opposite of what I had advised him to do.
1: As expected, (laughs)
0: Surprise, right. He had sought to do the opposite of that. But, and of course he mentioned a few other things and then he got down to the very end of the letter. And I will never forget this sitting in that parking lot. I could take you to where that school is today. I could take you to where that parking lot is today. The school is still there. And he said at the very bottom, Mr. Wright, in closing, right? This is what he said. Mr. Wright, I want to thank you for being the father I never had. And I got to tell you, folks, now I'm a grown man. And uh, we always want to, you know, appear all tough and everything. (laughs) But I have to tell you, folks. I have to tell you that I broke down right there and I lost him because I had poured so much into this young man and um, just over and over and over. And I just, I, I thought, and I shared this, you know, last week and um, with the great folks at TCEA and one of my sessions there that, you know, we're all farmers as educators. We're always planting seeds, but sometimes, planting those seeds, we're thinking, well, this isn't really going anywhere. I don't know why I keep planting these seeds. I'm just planting. I don't necessarily expect much to come from this. And sometimes, folks, and I and I want to say this here real quick, sometimes when we're planting those seeds and we don't think they're growing, they're not just growing, they're growing very, very well. And I want to come back full circle to the question that you asked. And And really, it's Don't deliver a product, deliver an experience. And this is what I tell folks because it very much so connects to the adding value piece. Back in those days, I was in the classroom and I was delivering a product. The product was delivering instruction. The product was curriculum, right? I was helping to implement that. The product was learning. But here's what I didn't know that I was doing consciously. I was just teaching, right? just teaching, but it was so much more. And shout out to all of the educators that are out there right now that are watching this, because you might think that you are just teaching, but it's so much more. I was for that young man, delivering an experience. Now, here's why that was so meaningful. He could have left folks and said, you know, forget that Mr. Right guy, I didn't like him, he was horrible, right? He could have said all of that, right? And left and and I just looked up one day and asked, well, where did this young man go? Oh yeah, Mr. Wright, he's gone, he moved to another city, right? Some of you educators out there may have experienced that. But I had made such an indelible impression on this young man that not only did he want to come tell me that, that he was leaving, he wanted to write me a note to show his appreciation and so I want to say this in terms of delivering an experience. You folks, you that are watching this, you might say, well, Vernon, how can I deliver an experience? And I want to say this, and I have my, my phone here, and I want to say this. There's my phone, my zero apologies on on there as well, <laughs> but a uh, little branding tip there, folks, mm-hmm. but pick up your phone. And I've done this in different speaking sessions before. Pick someone that is very much so a part of your life pull up text and simply text them this message thank you for being in my life i'm grateful for you thank you for being in my life i'm grateful for you and hit send and i am telling you folks you might say well vernon that's so simple it doesn't have to be complicated folks right and you there you have an experience and i will say this and Uh, then I will, as some folks say, go on mute (laughs) for the, for the, the meantime, but people will forget sometimes what you have said, but people will never forget how you made them feel because every single human being, whether they tell you or not, folks, every single human being wishes to be seen,
1: wishes to be heard
0: and wishes to be understood.
1: A hundred percent. And such an impactful story. That you know seems simple and I think it happens every single day. And unfortunately, a lot of times those students do leave. But I think when educators realize that they are having that impact, and they all are, is when they're rejuvenated to come back, like with all the extra noise in the world, everything's going on, it's crazy out there. But when they see the product, they see the experience that they've generated, that positive reinforcement that you are so fortunate to receive from that student, it is life-changing. And to know that you are impacting those lives through the connection, through the impact, and they're scaling it every single year with more and more students. Um uh, is so, so powerful, I appreciate you sharing that. Now, last question in kind of the long form part of the podcast, That's a pers- that's an experience you had in education. Give us a Vernon Wright experience you had outside of education, whether when you were a child, you were an adult, whatever it was, what's an an experience you had that was life-changing? Something a lot of people don't know about you.
0: So glad you asked that question. And I'm just going to put my phone right here. There we go. There we go. (laughs) And so you guys can see that at zeroapologyzone.com. And um, tell the folks uh, an interesting story that, are watching this, and again, so grateful, so thankful to be here with you all. Um, what an honor it is for me. Truly, it is an honor. Uh, and people have heard me share this story before, but you know, people see zeroapologyzone.com and they see all of these you know whiz bang things, and they're like, oh wow, Vernon, this is great, and this is this, and this is that. But what a lot of folks don't know is. All of that that is yourapologyzone.com and all the different connections and things that I've made with different people and I've been so blessed and honored to experience. All of that started with a dream and with a 70 cent spiral and a pencil at my kitchen table. And I remember sitting at my kitchen table. My daughter was younger back in those days. And we were talking, and I was telling her about this dream I had, and 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 I didn't have anything. I didn't. Ha- I literally had nothing, folks. I had nothing in my hands. I didn't have a mock-up. Some people said, "Well, do a mock-up or do a- this." I didn't have any of that. Right. But I had a dream, and I said this last week at TCEA, and I'll say this again to the folks that are listening: It's time to dream again. And someone's watching this. Someone's listening to this. And you've kind of had this dream, but it's you put it on the shelf. Your dream is in hibernation and it's time to pick it up and it's time to put it back into action. It's time to dream again. And I remember sitting at the kitchen table with my daughter and she said, well, dad, let me kind of see if I can draw some different things. And so we started kind of thinking about wristbands and t-shirts and stuff like that. Things that would be typical promotional items for a brand. And she drew some things up. And so I've I've shown uh, some of those pictures from way back uh, showing those things. And you fast forward, you fast forward to where the brand is now. It's an established brand. You fast forward to all of the different people we've been able to reach, uh, all of the men and women, all of, the, all of the people that are out there that we've been able to reach through the brand with a message. And people ask me, they say, well, you know, Vernon, what does the brand stand for, right? Because everyone needs to know their brand's identity. And simply, I say this, right? many things that I could say, but simply I say this. The brand is a voice for those that either don't have a voice or those that do have a voice, but they're afraid to speak. And that's with zero apologies. Now, I want to say this, folks, and I look at this from time to time. I look at some of those early designs sitting at the kitchen table that my daughter drew. I look at that first batch of t-shirts, pictures And I think I have one or two of those T-shirts still around from the first batch that ever went through. I look at some of those first caps and some of those first wristbands and some of those things like that where I started. And it's not necessarily about the product, folks. I want to say this, and it's going to the experience, and I'm going to make a connection here. Great place to take notes if you haven't already. If you have been taking notes, what a great addition, what I'm getting ready to share with you. It's not about the product, it's about the experience. And so for me, the journey has been the experience. And wow, what an experience, folks, it has been for me. And starting literally at my kitchen table with a 70
1: cent spiral and a pencil, me and my daughter. And I, I assume it was not always easy. Nothing always goes to plan, right? You, you go through the part of that journey is the ups and the downs. And I love the takeaway that hopefully everyone is writing down that it, it's time to, to pick up that dream and take action, right? Yes, you, know, you started yes. with just an idea at your kitchen table with your daughter when we started – Working in education in 2016, I think it was. It was just me walking into a school. I went to every school in my district to try to start an after school program. And I got told no, and no, and no, and no, and no, and no. And then on like number 25 or 30, a principal said, Yeah, let's do it. And then now, six, seven years later, however long it's been, we've worked with 400 schools in five countries, and we're working with students checking in with mental health every single day. And it's just, it hasn't been easy. But it started with a dream, and that journey is so beautiful that you go through. and when you look back, it's just a magical thing, magical time. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, go- you
0: know, and I want to say this here the, to really just affirm what you said and and what you said is so rich. it's so deep, it's so thought provoking. And I want to make a connection for folks uh, from that, which is just so meaningful and so significant. It's no coincidence, folks that you're here listening to this. It's no coincidence that you're watching this. This is a date with destiny, but let me tell you what else is not a coincidence folks. It's not a coincidence that the dreams you have are paired with and given to you to support the actual things you are called to do. And so when you have a dream, The dream is not just for us as individuals to enjoy The dream. The calling and the purpose folks is always bigger than yourself. So if you're sitting there right now and you're saying, well, how do I know if something's my calling, how do I know if something is my purpose? The first question, the very first question to ask is, will this affect people beyond me, beyond
1: myself? Such a great question. And something I've been thinking a lot about is, you know, dealing with mental health and anxiety and stress. And I think this ties in perfectly is when we flip the script and we start focusing outward. I think about the individuals, the students, whoever I can connect with, who can I impact? How can I scale that? Your great three, you know, words that we talked about earlier. When I focus on that, I take it off of me. I don't have time to be anxious and stressed and depressed because I'm worried about impacting others. And that's such a powerful tool, whether that's volunteer work or building your dream that can impact others. It's just such a great way to live your life. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that finishing up the show. We're starting a new format here. The previous guest is required to submit a question for our next guest. So you've got a question and the question is what is one gift? you wish you could give to all of your students one gift gift. of passion for life the gift
0: of passion for life folks and i want to say this here real quick this is another pro tip and what an honor it is to be here on this podcast episode with you all that are listening some may be listening some may be watching But one of the things I've done over the years, I have what are called the big three questions. We don't have enough time to get into all three, but I'll give you one of those three that I've used for years. Field tested by yours truly (laughs) for years, folks, is I've, you know, obviously after talking to people and getting into dialogue with them and them sharing a little bit about themselves, I've asked folks after that's happened, I've asked them, what right now are you working on that you're absolutely passionate about? What are you working on right now that you're passionate about? Absolutely passionate about. Because, and some of you may have read this book that I'm getting ready to share. The book is Drive by Daniel Pink. D-R-I-V-E, like drive a car. By Daniel Pink. Pink is in the color. And it really talks about that intrinsic and that extrinsic motivation. And folks, I want to tell you this. If I could give a gift to everyone in the world it would be the passion and the zest for life. And within that, their calling to impact the world. Because let me tell you, folks, in education we talk about the zone of proximal development, but let me tell you about a zone, <laughs> the zero apology zone, folks. <laughs> and that is where you are in the midst of your calling and your purpose and your destiny in this life and you're flowing in that 100% all cylinders go. And that is the joy that I would like for every student to experience. But before they can experience that joy at that level, maximum level, I would first like to give them the precursor to that joy, which is the passion for life and for their calling and their gifts.
1: I love it. Such a powerful answer and a great way to finish the show. Guys, check out the show notes, all of Vernon's links to his Instagram, Twitter, his website, all of that is going to be there. Follow, support and learn from this inspirational man. Vernon, it has been an honor. I knew you were going to bring the heat and you absolutely (laughs) did, sir. I really appreciate your time and the work you're doing in education for both students. And then, taking educators to the next level so that they can scale their impact and connection, sir. So I really appreciate it.
0: It It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to have been with you all here in this space. Go forward, make an impact, and know that you are here in this space watching and listening to
1: this and that it is part of your destiny. A perfect way to end, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. Comment, tag Vernon and I. Let us know what you thought. We'll see you next time.